man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now, on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of May 22nd, 2023, season 5, episode number 20. This week, we kick off the episode with our review of Sick New World Festival and the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas. Riot Fest announcing their lineup for September of this year, and it's a busy week for Def Leppard as they release their first official memoir and a new double album this week. Plus, this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us when we go live, chat with us, and more every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, and on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. Happy Sunday. Let's do or that one more time, because I, now I, I have the Zoom recorder recording. Oh, <laughs> We're live on here, but let's do that one more time. It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris yeah. here, as well as David and Dahlia. What's up, guys? What's up, Rock News Weekly listeners? Uh, lots to talk about this week. we got so much to talk about. Uh, so let's get to it. Um, we got some uh, reviews to kick it off today. We're going to kick it off with a review of our time out there at Sick New World Festival in Las Vegas. So uh, we're going to get to the other topics in a minute, as well as the Punk Rock Museum. So I wanted to kick off the episode with our review of the punk rock museum because it was such a great time uh melanie and the staff there everybody really accommodated us uh they we got some uh free tickets to do a guided tour with greg hetson of bad religion and circle jerks and he talked about his early time in the 80s um yeah. some of his first gigs some of his um you know experiences in the early punk rock scene of that time it was just an awesome experience and uh the the punk rock museum kind of exceeded my expectations in a lot of ways i didn't know what to expect i kind of had low expectations i'm like what's this museum really going to be like you know so i got some photos here for everybody watching you can watch on our youtube channel on demand if you're not watching us live twitch.tv slash rock news weekly youtube.com at rock news weekly so here's some of the photos i got a little panoramic shot here it really is set up like a professional museum like that you at any museum that you would go into right but it has these um, little kind of time capsule eras. If you notice, this one says 70s NYC. And this is kind of uh, a very, you know, era-specific, coast-specific, um, you know, uh, kind of time capsule of a lot of things there uh, at the, um, you know, at the museum. Organized very well. So, Dahlia, what were your kind of overall impressions when you first saw it? I thought it was awesome. It was really well done. And uh, you could tell they went through and completely remodeled everything. And there was a lot of time and um, thought put into everything that they did. It was very, very well thought out. Yep. Uh, it was It was really And well. the guided tour was awesome. The guided tour was killer. Greg was uh, very informative. The only thing I would suggest is maybe like have him with like some kind of a wireless mic setup or yeah. maybe a megaphone or something because the, the soft spoken, very soft spoken guy, you know, and a lot of these guys that they get to do these guided tours aren't used to talking, you know, maybe in front of crowds or ever like that. They play bass, play guitar or whatever. Um, so anyway, that was something, you know, with a crowd of 30, 40 people is tough to hear. 
Um, but other than that, it was like nine nine point five out of ten for me. A, a, a lot of these exhibits, if if you could see them here on the uh, on the screen, were really cool. They're true to like these are the original drum sets, the original well, that's what guitars. I was about yep, the T-shirts and other things up for like. Did they tell you the history of those? Yep. Mm-hmm. All of those have like a little kind of a placard and kind of an explanation. M- n- not everything, I think, but it, it, it shows like this is, you know, Didi Ramon's shirt that he wore on the 1982 tour. Something something along those lines. You oh, know? that's cool. It's Joe Strummer's last guitar uh, that he played on stage with The Clash. They actually had Joe Strummer's supposed last bag of weed where it was... Uh, <laughs> His uh, last bag of weed before he passed away that he had, and it was wrapped in tin foil and some saran wrap, and there's some herb in there. Somehow somebody got it. Joe Strummer's last bag of weed. So there's a lot of stuff like that too, and uh, it's it's pretty neat. They had like the mold for the Devo helmet, you know, the the plastic Devo helmet. They actually had the wooden mold that they used to they used to make it to make the helmet. So stuff like that where you wouldn't think, right you know, before Joe Strummer went to hell. <laughs> just got uh, his bag of weed and his, his Devo helmet mold. So no, we had a great time. It was really, really well done. I recommend it, guys. If you're in the Las Vegas area, you're a fan of punk rock. It's one of those things. To me, it's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, but a lot cooler in a lot of ways. No, so you had this guided tour. Is that a thing that you can have? Ha- like, is that a normal thing? Yep, mm-hmm. that's a thing you can book on their website. Uh, for April and May of this year, I don't know if they're going to continue to do it, but I, I know it's and part you get of the grind. Like, punk rock stars to do it? Yeah, there's what? there's. Do they live there? Like, how does that work? I think they get flown in. Uh, well, I know that there's a uh, punk rock bowling coming up on Memorial Day weekend, and they're having some pretty big names there. Uh, that it's already all the stuff is sold out. Um, so yeah, I, I, all I can say that that's pretty punk rock. Mm-hmm. Like that is, you know, you wouldn't expect that, but it seems like. Maybe the fact that it is punk, that it's a genre where there, people have enough of a, well, I don't know what he is, like that working class to... tendency where they're like, yeah, I want to be out there with my fans or something. One like, thing that I thought set it apart as well was that they had a jam room there that had literally uh, bass and guitar amps and guitars set up, and the guy would monitor you and hang out there with you and help you out so you wouldn't like trash anything or do it wrong. But they would allow you to play them. And they were like, here's Joan Jett's, one of her touring guitars from the 1980s. And you could sit there and play it through an amp that she played through or something. It was pretty neat. So. That, that is There yeah. was like a whole upstairs area. I didn't get to go up there because I That's where the was jam on room my was. boot. But, yeah. uh, my fracture boot. But that was cool. I saw the pictures. Yep, it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, so kudos to the Punk Rock Museum. They did a great job. Thank mm-hmm. you for accommodating us. Make sure you guys check it out, punkrockmuseum.com, and on social media, they're booking stuff uh, into this year, so check it out. All right, so our review of Sick New World Festival. This one was in Las Vegas as well. Here's the lineup real quick for everybody on the screen, watching on YouTube, youtube.com, at Rock News Weekly. Uh, System of Down was headlining, Corn, Deftones, Incubus, uh, Turnstile, Death Grips, Flyleaf, Papa Roach, a lot of bands on there. One of the ones we were interested in seeing was uh, Skinny Puppy. We got a chance to check them out at least. That was really cool. Ministry was pretty good. Um, I think we caught a little bit of KMFDM as well. Uh, we did see Turnstile. And we took off right around, I think, when Deftones were on the stage and leading into uh, uh, System of a Down. 
and we we kind of had enough. <laughs> you, you didn't stick around for Huba Stink. We well, actually, we they did. They were on the side. They stage were actually we were. one of the stages that we were able to see and catch them. Did they rock you out? They totally rocked us out. Was no. it exhilarating? <laughs> They that song, the reason that cheesy one. Yeah, they played that. And yes. He's like, I want you guys to start a circle pit. Come on, start a pit. A and pit it, on that song? Yeah, no, he was messing around. Oh. But he was like kind of trolling everybody, but it was pretty funny. That's pretty good. So we saw Melvin's, we saw the Hoopa Stank, we cool. saw Seven Dust, we saw uh, KMFDM, Skinny Puppy Ministry. She wants revenge was really good. Um, what was the other one? My life in the Thrill Kill Cult. This these guys were really good. Um, they they were uh, they were excellent. So filter was playing when we got filter, there. Filter, that's right. Oh filter, really? Uh, we got to see filter um, stabbing westward. We got to see them yeah. stabbing mm. westward as well. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we got to see a pretty good collection of the bands. But the Loathe. ones Loathe was really good as well from the UK. Very heavy, very heavy, but uh, very awesome. Um, so we missed the Sisters of Mercy, so we ended up seeing them the next day. At the Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas, which is another venue. That venue is cool. I definitely recommend it. I that. wish I wasn't as exhausted as I was because I couldn't handle anymore. Yeah. <laughs> My feet were killing me. So let's <laughs> talk about Sick New World Festival specifically, right? Like how, how the festival went. So when we first got there at 3 o'clock, it was like brutally hot. The hottest festival. You can feel the heat. It's on blacktop at. and you can literally feel the heat radiating. There were the triage, the the, uh, the medical tent yep. was like triage. It Oops. was, we've never, Chris and I have been to many, many, many concerts, many, many, many festivals. And we were saying we've never seen a medical tent. That was that. It had a line that, out the people door. People were like. And they're like, you need to leave. It was like this crazy ER triage. <laughs> I'm like Dude, because this it was is so hot. Like, at people three were like in the afternoon. dying out there. It was like a refugee camp. Yeah, yes, it was it wild. Really was. It really wow. was. It was crazy. Probably better services than a refugee yeah. camp. And I had I had fell and scraped my knee, so all they needed was a band aid, and they were like looking for a band. I'm like, this is a medical tent. You don't have a freaking <laughs> peroxide and. They were lacking on that, and then the ADA thing. Dahlia had this her boot, and she she had a fractured foot. Yeah, and so she brought a little scooter. And I had emailed the festival before, and they're like, "Yeah, there there are ADA accommodations. There's special viewing areas. There are ADA lanes and bathrooms." Let me tell you, that was a nightmare. I ended up walking on my fractured foot because Ooh. it was easier to get. To where we needed to be than be on because I had a knee scooter. There were like all of these dips and rocks and I was Because like, it was in a parking lot. Yeah. So it's like it was not designed for wheelchairs no, or not scooters ADA or anything at all. At all. all these rocks everywhere so it's like all these wheels like she hit she scraped her knee right off no, the bat. Oh yeah my scooter like fell forward. Right I outside ate the shit. venue because <laughs> there was all these rocks and debris and stuff on the sidewalks and it, anyway so it was just, I felt like it was just not the right location for this. Like, it needs Mm-mm. to be in an indoor area or a proper outdoor area with grass. like Or the, a better shade structure. The yeah, shade structure, no everyone shade. was, like, dying under these, like, shade structures. It was, they have these shade structures, right? And they, it, they had artificial grass on the floor of it, which was nice, right? So you're like, okay, let's go there. But it's packed, man. It's like... There's no room for you to even put your feet down barely on the on the grass, right? Because it's packed. And then 
they're in between the stages to where you can't hear or see anything. So you're like in the shade and you're like, oh, finally, you know. But you can't hear or see any of the bands mm. or anything going on. So it's like you don't want to be in the shade for too long because you want to go see what you came for, right? Yeah. So you can't enjoy the, the music from the shade. So that's a that was a big problem. Then another problem was, if you notice on the picture here, if you see the uh, the the stacks that they have, the the musical PA system stacks they call them, they were very very small and they weren't able to produce the sound needed for the type of venue that it was. There was eighty thousand people there, huge area. Eighty thousand. Eighty thousand that they sold for this one day, right? And. They got many, stacks like that on the stage. There was four stages. And this was one of the side stages. And their PA systems were just absolute garbage. It was, you couldn't even hear it standing past the sound guy. Like, you had to be, like, right there where the sound guy was. And if you go, like, ten feet behind him, it starts sounding washed out, phased out. You could hear the other stages going on. Really? Yeah, and, and, there, and there's no shade in those areas. So you just have to bear the heat to be able to hear somebody, right? It was brutal. And I guess there was a wind advisory. So on the main stage, they had to lower the stacks even more. And so the people in the back just couldn't hear anything. So it was just kind of bad sound all around. You know, the the shading structure was really bad. It was about an hour wait to get your water water bottle filled up in the free water line, which they did have, which was a nice feature. They just needed more of them. There was only one or two of them that people could access. So... what it sounds like to me is just about a step up from Woodstock 94. When we got there, I said, Chris, this is Woodstock 99. If they when didn't we were, have like, free water, like- it would have been. If they didn't have free water, it would have been, basically. <laughs> and the merch line, that was another thing. Like, I, it wasn't like open sewage. Like, really. I no, wanna, it's like a, barely a step away. I want to mention the merch line. Disgusting. The, the merch line was horrible. It was. Uh, I talked to somebody who got merch there, and he said he waited two and a half hours in this merch wow. line to get a shirt and they gave him the wrong size and he had to go back and get another size okay so the thing that i have to say on that the stage there is giving like the the way the the font is is giving me so many spongebob vibes <laughs> so i was just it thinking like very much you know waiting for the merch two hours later right yeah <laughs> it's like spongebob right <laughs> It was. And then the merch lines, like, you can't even see any of the bands. It wasn't set up properly. There was only one merch tent. This is the only festival I've ever been to where I ordered the shirt that I wanted to get at the festival from the band's website instead because the merch line was that bad. And I'm glad I did because an hour after I did that, the shirt I wanted was gone, and all the people in the merch line were still standing in line, and they took, like, 50% 50% of the stuff off of the wall. So you know people have been waiting there, and then all of a sudden that stuff's just gone. And what do you, you know, you've been waiting there for an hour, hour and a half, and now your shirt's gone. No, we don't have extra large. Oh, that's the only reason I'm standing here. So why do you think that it was, <laughs> why do you think it was this way? I mean, 80,000 year. It's the first year. That, okay. Uh, yeah. And they, they just, just didn't, have didn't know, what, calibrated they didn't know how what the hell they're be. doing. Okay. Rookie. Rookie stuff like the bathroom situation, come on, people. You have to separate. It. Okay, if it's going to be a porta potties, we get it. But there has to be like a men and a women 
section for the porta potties. Yes, I like, agree. Aftershock's got that figure. Coachella, out. Stagecoach, because a lot of the you know major what ones. the guys do? They go in there. They don't have to hover over an already nasty situation. No, yeah. They just piss. All over Wherever the toilet they paper. They make sure it's all wet. Oh, gosh. It's, no, all of them. It, hey, it's babe, awful. one good thing, though, we did see Elvis. We saw I wanted to show no, David. No, the Vegas experience hey, was awesome. Look at him. He's in a scooter, and he's not doing the best. He had a he's tall can. one. But that was Elvis, and we saw him out in front of Walgreens. <laughs> so, Elvis sighting. <laughs> all right, that's With it. his tall can in his hand. Is that a... Is that a um, <laughs> It's not water. Is that an Arizona <laughs> Sure, tea? could be. I don't know. We don't know, really. It was really. for an Arizona right. there on those hot days. All right. You have fun, guys. All right. Thank That's you, Dahlia. Thank you for the review. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was our review for uh, Sick New World. Make sure you guys check it out next year. Hopefully, it'll be back and uh, better than ever and uh, more organized. And a different time of year. And hopefully a different time of year because the <laughs> that weekend of May is not happening. All right, so yes, let's get to it. The rock news of the week here. Uh, check it out. This big ni- uh, announcement lineup for uh, Riot Fest in Chicago. So this is with Foo Fighters, Turnstile, Postal Service, Death Cab for Cutie, Queens of the Stone Age, The Cure, The Mars Volta, and then a bunch of other bands there. What's uh, oh, yeah. anything standing out to you there? Uh, you- the Viagra Boys. That's standing up real. <laughs> That's sta- literally <laughs> standing, standing up, up real tall. Um, <laughs> looking, uh, let's see. Thursday is way down there. Um, Screaming Females, Enola Gay. Yeah, Flogging Molly's up there. That looks, yeah, yeah, it looks I fun. See, uh, I see some uh, interesting ones. Quicksand, uh, Gorilla Biscuits. Death I haven't grips. seen them in a long time. Gorilla Biscuits? Yeah, Ride. Uh, Parliament Funkadelic featuring George Clinton. That's pretty cool. That, yeah. Uh, Insane Clown Posse. I know that's uh, David's personal favorite. Uh, jo- you, got, you got all their releases. <laughs> ICP. Uh, Jug- I, I, you know, family. I, I was gonna say that's that's <laughs> I saved that for the Sabbath. That's uh, Annie DeFranco. Part. No yeah. shit. Wow. And Finch. Some of those bands you haven't seen uh, in a while uh, on there. So pretty neat. That's you know that's a good that's a good diverse lineup. I think Riot Fest always does a pretty good job of getting some stuff. Riot Fest has been known for uh, in the past to get some bands or artists that are kind of rare. Or uh, maybe a, a reunion of sorts. Doesn't really look like they they got that this year, but there's definitely a good solid lineup here. Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth. They got the Breeders. They got a lot of stuff on there for everyone. So check it out. AFI Riotfest.org. All right. Uh, rock news this week. Deftones releasing their self-titled 20th anniversary uh, limited edition vinyl, along with a capsule uh, of merch. They have the the Deftone, Deftones beer pong set, which I know David's been saving up for. <laughs> I've been saving up for that. An incense pack. Is, it, is this the uh, Deftones album with the blood inside the record? <laughs> it is not. They Kinda haven't looks done that. Like it. I know it does. Or maybe look bone like that. marrow. Yeah, that yeah maybe powdered that's more. Bone, that's like yeah. a powdered bone marrow, right? Uh, no. <laughs> so, but it's a it's a cool little vinyl. Twentieth anniversary uh, came out in two thousand three. So there you go. Um, speaking of vinyl, Drastic Symphonies out from Def Leppard this week. Their first sh- sojourn into the classical field. 
this new Drastic Symphonies like reworked all of their songs. So it, this was a funny quote. Check it out. He's like, uh, okay. We, we said we would love to do that if we could get totally involved. And that would mean bringing our own string arranger in, selecting the songs, doing everything, and being part of the whole thing. And they said, yeah, okay, it was seamless, honestly. And the whole thing was so exciting because it was reimagining the songs. And some of the context didn't work. Like, some of the song choices, like, originally, Pour Some Sugar On Me was like, it sounded comical with the cellos playing the riffs. We said, we can't do that one. So, again, we got around that by doing another version of it. So... They reimagined all the songs. So some of their songs, like you said, you know, I could I can't really picture "Pour Some Sugar on Me" as a, as a classical a little, music. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit cheesy. But they did. They apparently did it. They though. pulled it off somehow. Well, apparently they realized how that was not like in. At uh, least they had the foresight. Yeah, they had the taste, and they were yeah, like, "Okay, well, like, let's rework this." Yeah. So I'm I'm imagining. I mean, these are great musicians. Yep. I'm imagining it's gonna sound. Pretty I agree. Good. It's gonna be. It'll be neat. It'll be interesting. Uh, so it's out now, Drastic Symphonies from Def Leppard. Uh, they're also doing their uh, memoir. It's their first memoir ever as a group, which is kind of cool. And they released this little kind of rare 7-inch um, single along with it to kind of entice you, a cassette, some stickers and pics, backstage pass, little lithographs, some photos and stuff. It's uh, their first official band biography. It's called Definitely the Story of Def Leppard published via Genesis Publications, part memoir, part scrapbook, and will be the ultimate official record of Def Leppard's legendary career. So there you go. Definitely. If you guys are a Def Leppard fan, it's a good time for you. Got some new stuff out there. They got that memoir. Uh, or if you know somebody, now's the time to buy it for Christmas because this shit, it's going to sell out. They always do. These are neat little uh, time pieces, and they always go up in value. So if you have a fan of the group, definitely check it out. Uh, they have some tour dates, of course. I don't need to tell you, but um, the North American dates aren't coming until August, and those are all East Coast and Southern dates kicking off in Syracuse, so check that out. All right, we got some birthdays to get to, so let's do it. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, all right, all right. Take it uh, away, David. A very pensive-looking Pete Townsend uh, of The Who <laughs> is 78. He looks very forlorn in this picture. I, yeah, I, I dig it. I like that. The purple background and the little uh, the, thing out the of his pocket. sort of like folded up Pete coat with no yeah, collars. I know, right? I yeah, like Very English. Uh, Phil Rudd, drummer of ACDC, is 69. Phil's looking kind of rough. This is when he was uh, in court. Uh, for hiring somebody to kill his uh, ex-wife, so he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and he shouldn't did uh, methamphetamine as well. Instead, they stole his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Eno, a producer who has played on and engineered albums for acts including U2. Oh, uh, Stan first. Oh, sorry, sorry. Stan Lynch, former drummer of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, is sixty-eight. And then yes, Brian. And Eno. then Brian Eno is, uh, as I said. Uh, engineered albums for U2, Talking Heads, David Bowie, Coldplay, Devo, Devo and Roxy um, is 75. Robert Fripp of King, Crim King Crimson is 77. Bill Bruford um, of Yes, King Crimson, and Genesis is 74. Okay. 
time for some trivia. Let's get to it. We got some trivia to get to. Where's my trivia? Uh, thing? There you are. This week in rock and roll history, trivia. Okay, this week in rock and roll history trivia, this week in 1979, guys, George Harrison, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr performed together for the first time since the breakup of the Beatles at a wedding reception for this musician. Was it A, Mick Jagger, B, Jeff Beck, C, Eric Clapton, or was it D, David Cocaine Crosby and his legal marriage to a giant bag of pure Peruvian flake cocaine? Um, that did happen. That is that is a fact. <laughs> Certifiable. Uh, <clears throat> let's go with, uh, I don't know, what was it, 79? 79. Who do you think got married out of those three guys? Gosh, how about Eric Clapton? Eric Clapton? Okay. Going with Eric Clapton, locking it in. You're absolutely correct. Look at him Look walking down the aisle. Him. And the ironic thing is that Eric Clapton's wife that he's marrying here, Patty, was George Harrison's ex-wife. And the lady in the song, Layla. Layla, Wow. That's who that song was based on. This woman, Patty, was with George Harrison before she was with Eric Clapton. And had their blessing, obviously, because he came to perform along with Paul and Ringo at their wedding, which is pretty neat, right? Yeah, pretty big supposedly Mick Jagger uh, was there in attendance and joined them in the performance Uh, so pretty neat huh yeah that is cool so there you go this week in 1979 all right we got some new rock and metal albums to get through this week so let's get to it you ready David all right kick it off go for it Alcatraz take no prisoners Arjun Lucasen supersonic revolution golden age of music (laughs) blindfolded and led to the woods rejecting obliteration botanist uh, eight, Selentrope. Death Leopard with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, Drastic Symphonies, Frozen Soul, Glacial Domination, Ghost Pantomime EP, Gozu Remedy, Henget, Beyond North Star, Canate, To Be Cruel, Miscreants Convergence Re-Release, Mystic Prophecy, Ten Hell seconds. Riot, Neil Sean, Journey Through Time, The Ocean, Holocene, Road Wolf, My- Midnight Lightning, Sleep Token, Take Me Back to Eden, Sweet Lynch, Hurt, Has Sacrificed, Sulchandra, Hail Through Abyss, The Used, Toxic Positivity, and Yakuza Sutra. You got it. You got it. Did I make it? You made it. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. You made it, dude. Good job. So there you go. I I thought it would be, uh, I thought I'd have a different feeling. <laughs> Actually making you through it? Yeah. It's not as rewarding I as you thought. I thought I was going to feel wonderful, and it's empty. Well, how about we just do <laughs> a, a nice little ad for you guys. Here you Alrighty. go. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Because all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea Krill Reserve Oh, see? See how nice Krill Reserve is, you know? It's just very wholesome, family-friendly drink 
you know, crew reserve. It's, yeah, they say it's always they don't there make for anything you. Heartwarming anymore, but there it is to see to keep us alive. Right. News from around the world. Check this out. Astronomers uncovered the largest cosmic explosion ever witnessed. That's a pretty bold statement. A team of astronomers led by the University of Southampton in it revealed that the largest <laughs> the largest cosmic explosion ever, more than ten times brighter than any known supernova and three times brighter than the brightest tidal disruption event. The explosion is thought to have been caused by a supermassive black hole forcibly disrupting a gigantic cloud of gas that was potentially thousands of times bigger than our sun. The explosion lasted over three years compared to most supernovas, which are only visibly bright for a few months. It took place nearly 8 billion light years away when the universe was around 6 billion years old and is still being detected by a network of telescopes. Isn't that crazy? Oh, boy. How are we able to... It's pretty amazing that we're able to say that we're able to detect something that far away, 8 billion light years away, that is that old, 6 billion years old, and still have some kind of informational data to pull from on that. It's just fascinating. It's amazing. So, just pretty neat. Uh, Unfathomable. It really is. It's hard to wrap your hand around. But you know what's not unfathomable? The new Frank Mobile. It's not, I, the, it's not the Wiener Mobile anymore. Now, my it's question matured. is, where are they driving this around? Uh, they coming come here? I don't know. Uh, no, for reasons best explained by marketing geniuses at Oscar Mayer. The venerable Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is now the Frank Mobile. It's been around since 1936. It's been cruising the streets almost 100 years. Now, I, I used to live in Madison, and I think they used to drive it around in Madison. Did you, Have you ever seen it? I, th- I think I have seen it. We had it show up here in Merced one time, and we did a remote for the radio uh, for K97.5, and it was at Save Mart. And I remember there's pictures of Dave Luna with it when they came through Merced. So it definitely, it's got its Dave sto- Luna storied his, history. His big <laughs> wiener there. But now a it's real all, legend. He the is. all beef Frank Mobile. This is a new campaign that they're trying to like push this quote 100% beef Franks. All beef Franks. Just remind everyone that's actually good quality. Also, the drivers of this thing used to be called hot doggers. They're now known as Frankfurters. Hmm. It's a very, very... Branding uh, is everything. It is. And that is that is very clever, isn't it? I like it. It's cute. Oh. Right. All right. This was the last story of the week and kind of weird. Uh, I, I should have brought the video up because this YouTuber guy started to get attention because he's a former Olympian, For first of all. I think he's a snowboarder or something, something along those lines. Okay. Kind of a winter sports Olympian. Skier, maybe. Trevor Jacob, 29-year-old guy, and he's admitted now in court that he crashed an aircraft in California in order to get more views for his YouTube channel. He streamed it while he recorded this content and uploaded it to his YouTube channel, filmed himself ejecting from the plane. Here's that the photo right here of him like ejecting from the plane, acting like something was wrong with it, and parachuting to the ground. He later told investigators that he did not know the location of the wreckage. He did it over this mountain area. However, weeks after the crash, he went to the site to retrieve the wreckage, and he agreed to plead guilty for one count of destruction and concealment. 
My gosh. Says, quote, you operated this flight to purposely cause this plane to crash, the Federal Aviation Administration wrote. You jumped out of the plane while holding a camera attached to a selfie stick and continued to record the aircraft during your descent. He may have to surrender his pilot license. Pretty wild, huh? People doing this kind of stuff just for, for, views, for views on YouTube. And for content. I mean, so this is one of these things I'm always... I, I can admit, I, I like watching YouTube videos with my kids sometimes. They're 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 funny. Like they they watch some funny ones. But yeah. There are some that are sort of like this. Like, well, give me an example of another okay. one, maybe that. So, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to pick on anyone necessarily, but sure. You know who this guy Nick Avocado Avocado is? I don't. He's a guy who basically eats and eats and eats just to become like obese. Like, he started out thin, right? Okay, great. And he just eats, and now he's, I mean, he's unhealthfully And he just keeps eating. Large, and he just keeps, and does like, he and it's purposely? a funny thing. Like, and he does stuff where he, like, shakes his face and talks in a certain way. And, I mean, I'm not trying to hate on him, but, I mean, it's like, What's why, why would you want to do that? Like, yeah, yeah. that's not good for you. <laughs> I don't know. All for, but all for views. For the views, right? And then, the you know, the whole, like, mukbang thing. Oh, I don't know it's that a, either. You know, it's like uh-uh. eating. Like people eat for you um, on on video, and they eat like like a lot or whatever. And it's like people like to watch it because it's a it's a thing where you. I I don't know if you feel satiated by <laughs> watching someone Other else eat or be something. Satisfied but yeah, it's a, a thing. Yeah, and I, I wow, I, you know, the whole thing about basically like not taking care of yourself so that you can get views. Yeah. Man. Or putting just, your life at risk and acting like right? you're in danger. Not like, dealing, that's oh, a, I'm jumping out of a flaming car. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just barely survived. Yeah. And it's on. To me, it kind of makes a mockery of people who actually like exactly. are dealing with the real thing, right? Someone in a plane crash or someone who is actually dealing with obesity and they don't have a choice as much. Yeah, so. imagine how terrifying it would be to actually do that out of a plane like without you know a camera and doing this all for views. And then to like, yeah, kind of make a mockery of the whole yeah. thing to, to exploit it. It's, oh, you know, watch me jump out of a plane. Oh, a plane crash. Oh, ha, ha, ha. I yeah. could have been flying food to people in Guatemala. Yeah, I could have used this plane, yeah, for good, and I chose to crash it for views. Anyway. All right, well, that's where Maybe we're at. Maybe that gives me an idea, Chris. <laughs> what? We could really get some views uh this podcast. <laughs> we take this podcast in a plane, Just and then we drive our car it? through the house, right? You could do my house. Right? I don't think we're that desperate yet. Yeah. All right, that's it for us this week, guys. Rocknewsweekly.com, everything's up there, as always. Every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. And on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. Thank you guys so much, always, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Peace. Later.